between March and May of 2020, we probably received the most calls and emails that we have ever received to our customer support line. We actually had to increase our staff of customer service and do everything that we could to help our couples. And it was definitely an interesting time for all of us. Welcome to Bride to Have Been. I'm your host, Emily Lewis. Like many others, I was a bride-to-be, planning to marry my best friend in front of our loved ones, our tribe of 150 people. Needless to say, the pandemic upended the Pinterest perfect wedding I had planned. From 150 to seven guests, I had the most unexpected dream wedding. But not all brides and wedding professionals have had the same experience. Join me as I uncover the reality of this new normal in the wedding industry. Hey everyone, welcome back to Bride to Have Been. Today we have the honor of speaking with Emily Forrest, the Director of Communications at Zola. Zola is reinventing the wedding planning and registry experience by combining compassionate customer service with modern tools and technology. Emily has a passion for strategic brand building and has played a pivotal role in leading Zola's communication and media relations for the past five years. Zola has supported over 1 million couples on their journey from engagement to wedding and newlywed life. Emily, welcome to the Bride to Event podcast. Hi, thank you so much for having me on. Yes, it's such an honor to be speaking with you. It is an honor to be speaking with you as well. (laughs) Thank you. Well, we're so excited to hear how couples have been using Zola for planning their weddings and beyond, especially during this pandemic. We're excited to hear your knowledge on how you're helping couples through these tough times because it's definitely been challenging this year. It has been an extra stressful year. And I'm hoping that 2021 turns out a little better than it's been going so far. That's the truth. Yes. (laughs) Fact. Couldn't agree more with you. Well, so I just, before the pandemic, I'm just curious, what, what is for listeners that maybe don't use Zola or, you know, planning their wedding, I don't want to assume everybody has, what does Zola offer brides and, and how do they use your services? Sure. So Zola is really a one-stop site for wedding planning. I like to describe it as just sincerely the easiest and most helpful way to plan your wedding. We're kind of a tech company disguised as a wedding company. So most of the people who work at Zola are actually engineers, people who can code unlike me. And so what we do is we build digitally native products. So products that you can access on your desktop, on your iPhone, on your Android, so that you can plan your wedding no matter who you are um, and whatever device you live on. That's what I like to say. So the tools that we have include the best ever wedding registry. So we sell over 100,000 gifts. So literally everything you could imagine from a KitchenAid mixer to a Lake Crusade Dutch oven to pet accessories and honeymoon funds, you can get it all. We also have free wedding websites and matching wedding paper. So wedding invitation, save the dates, recently rolled out change the dates because you know how it's been in 2020. And then, you know, our newest platform is actually a place where local wedding vendors can connect with couples or couples can connect and find uh, vendors in their neighborhood. So we kind of do it all. And that is why I think one stop site is a very appropriate term for Zola. Definitely. 
What would you say are the the top three most common tools that couples often lean into? Well, I would definitely say number one is our wedding registry, just because that's kind of our bread and butter. You know, we've been around for about seven years and registry is how we started as a business. You know, I know that you used our registry. And so one of the benefits is that it's really easy to personalize. And so one of the biggest requests that we started getting from couples is, why can't I just use my wedding registry as my wedding website? Why do I have to go somewhere else and create something else and embed my registry into another site? It's really complicated. So that's kind of how, as number two, we spun off into wedding websites. And then I would say, I'm going to throw you a curveball. And number three is our customer service, which is not a product. But I think that weddings is an especially high touch time where, you know, you expect to walk into a bridal boutique. You kind of want them to give you a water bottle and a glass of champagne. You want to feel really special. And so even though we are an online company, we really promote that we still bring that high touch customer service to the table, even though we're not necessarily in person with you. So if you use our products, it kind of comes with that great experience. I have to admit that the customer service was pretty unbelievable when we were using the registry. We got frequent emails checking in, how are we doing and so forth, which it just felt special, you know, like somebody was our right-hand person there helping us along. Yeah. You might have received some Melissa emails. (laughs) So we have a, the head of our community, her name is Melissa. And so if you sign up for Zola, you'll receive a lot of emails from Melissa. And one of the number one questions that I get is, is Melissa a real person? And she is, I was just talking to her. She is the head of community for Zola and she's also an amazing yoga instructor. So she is just like the most Zen wedding advisor that you'll ever meet in your entire life. And she's amazing. Yeah. I'm pretty sure her name was Melissa. (laughs) That's Melissa. That's Melissa. Well, this is, this is funny. You know, you say customer service and that was like, I just imagine that during the pandemic, customer service has been very crucial to your business in 2020 and leading into 2021 as well. Yeah, that is true. I would say that between March and May of 2020, we probably received the most calls and emails that we have ever received to our customer support line. We actually had to increase our staff of customer service and do everything that we could to help our couples. And it was definitely an interesting time for all of us. We've had to change our product roadmap and everything else for the year because, you know, everything that was expected to happen in 2020 didn't. So instead, we ended up really focusing on customer support and also rolling out many new products for couples who were changing their plans. So one I mentioned change the dates. So that was, you know, a pretty, I want to say easy, but a natural product for us to roll out because we do have our own line of wedding paper. And so, you know, people were, people had ordered save the dates and invitations and they had spent money on these products. And, you know, we felt like, why should you have to spend money on a new set of invitations on a new set of save the dates? Also people are still, you know, in some ways unsure about when their date might be. And there's a little bit of hesitation there. And we totally understand that. So, you know, they're kind of funny cards that you can order. And we are offering them for free if you purchased invitations or save the dates with Zola previously. And moving forward, we'll be offering that as well because we understand that people still kind of do want to have that lifeline a little bit and they don't want to have to spend double. 
So that's been really successful. Another product that we rolled out was virtual events. So, you know, everyone is on Zoom. Yeah. We're kind of on Zoom right now. Yeah. You know, everyone is live streaming their wedding events, not just their ceremony, but also their wedding shower. Last weekend, I attended a Zoom baby shower. I'm hosting one this weekend. <laughs> it was a lot more fun than I anticipated that it would be. So, so you know, everyone is doing this. And I think that virtual is really here to stay for quite some time versus like the 2019 phone-free wedding trend that we saw. So we introduced a product where actually Zoom is integrated into Zola. So if you have a wedding website with us, you can live stream a wedding event directly on your wedding website. And so it's just, you know, it's a simple user experience and it's just a lot nicer for couples who don't want to feel like they got married on Zoom. At least the interface is nicer. You can personalize it. Um, you can send out one link that's really easy for all your guests to see your ceremony or whatever event it is. So we actually had over 5,000 virtual events happen on Zola in 2020. Wow. Yeah. So that's a product that we will continue to work on because I think that it's probably not going to end in the next few months. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. That's great. Are there any specific trends you're seeing in the wedding space right now? I think, you know, people are postponing and delaying and so forth. Are there any like trends that really stood out to your team this in 2020 with how people are planning their wedding? Yeah. I mean, I think that there are a lot of trends that are like no buffet. Now you're going to have a seated dinner or now you're going to have mini wedding cakes instead of a big wedding cake, because you know, there's so many reasons for that and health and, and sanitary reasons for that. But I think that some of the bigger trends that we see happening is, I mean, one is just a shift to wedding planning online. Generally, People who were not comfortable shopping online before, like perhaps your grandmother or your older aunt, now they are probably comfortable with shopping online because they've even been shopping online for their groceries. And so I think that everyone is really turning online for a lot more from their registry and even to shop for their wedding dress. I think another trend is, I think there's a, a pretty heavy focus on the love parts of the wedding. And what I mean by that is so I got married about four years ago. And, you know, I really personally looked at my wedding as more of a party and more of an event uh, for my friends to gather in one place. And of course, our marriage and wedding was front and center. But I actually, I put a lot of emphasis on that party part of it. And I think that the ceremony and things like the vows after living through this and living through this with the person who you probably are planning on marrying. I think there's just a lot more emphasis on that and some de-emphasis on the party part of the wedding, which is, I think, really a positive. And I don't look at it as a negative at all. I think that in a lot of ways, 2020 has really centered us around what is really important and what weddings mean and what marriage means and why that's so important and should be celebrated. Definitely. I think as I've interviewed quite a few brides now, that's a huge common theme I'm seeing is kind of sitting back and understanding like, what is this about? Right. You know, I think a, a lot of us wanted that big party celebration with everybody there. And, and I think the pandemic has put into reality for a lot of people like, 
oh, I'm, this is about me marrying my best friend. So I, I, I agree with you 100%. Yeah. And I think, I mean, I hope that that's a trend that continues. I do think that when we're able to party again all together, it'll be really, really fun. Yes. <laughs> and I, I hope that that party part is also emphasized because I can't wait. But I do think that for me, it's really made me think about the things that are most important in my life. And I think for a lot of people. And so I think there's just an emphasis on those moments in the wedding that haven't been emphasized for quite some time. Definitely. Let's take a quick break to hear about our sponsor, GiftPod. As you know, Julian and I still manage to have a dream wedding, even though we had to do a lot of bobbing and weaving to make it happen during the pandemic and ended up celebrating with just our immediate families. But of course, we did truly miss celebrating with our entire tribe. In order to give our peeps a way to celebrate us, we asked them to send audio recordings of their love, support, and advice for our relationship. The recordings were produced, edited, spiced up with music, and packaged as a gift pod, our own personal podcast that we can now listen to on our anniversary or whenever we just want to feel loved. GiftPod is giving every guest on the podcast a free gift pod and is offering our listeners 10% off. You can apply it to a wedding package or you can use it to give a gift pod for any occasion, a birthday, anniversary, or even a celebration of life. Go to giveagiftpod.com and use promo code COVIDBRIDES. You know, I, I know a lot of couples have gone through a high stress year in 2020, not just, you know, around the wedding, but personally as well. And so from the wedding standpoint, is there anything that Zola has done to help couples reduce their stress as they're just trying to figure out how to navigate planning their wedding? Yeah. I mean, we have really listened to our couples and and thought about what are the tools that you need right now and and what can we launch? And we've really taken a step back just in terms of our language and our marketing and everything that we do, because this is not really a time where people want you to like sell them on a lot of things. They just want to know that you're there for them with what they need. So, you know, one example is we actually updated all of the emails that we get that, that we sent out because normally, you know, you would probably receive an email from Zola that's like best day ever. Yeah. And I don't think that on May 1st, right after you had postponed your wedding for possibly the second time, you want to receive an email that says like the best day ever is coming up. It's just not the tone that people were looking for. And so we really focused a lot on meeting people where they are and how they're feeling and, you know, delivering them products that really speak to them and are actually helpful and making sure that our marketing and our tone of voice as a brand uh, reflects that as well. Yeah. You know, I, it's fun. I'm going to backtrack a a bit here because I've talked about the pandemic as we're like in the, the heart of it right now, but I am curious, like, Right when the pandemic started and shelter in place was announced, gosh, in March timeframe, what was like the feeling at the company during that time? Was it like, oh, you know, is this going to be a short thing or were you guys all buckling down? Like, okay, how are we going to adjust how we communicate and so forth out the gate? Yeah. I mean, I think that it was 
kind of a rollout period that everyone can probably relate to. I remember for myself, we have we have a pretty big office in New York downtown. And we have this huge kitchen where we do all of our all team meetings, which is like, you know, the best, it's the best part of the office because first of all, we have a cold brew machine, we have a kombucha machine. It's like very fun, you know, startup New York vibe. And we gathered there and heard that we were going to be going home for two weeks. And I just remember thinking to myself, oh, okay, I get to work from home for two weeks, you know? And then I think that slowly it really set in for everybody that not only is this working from home, but this is really impacting all the couples that we serve. And this is not just a two-week situation as we are all still working from home. So, yeah, I mean, I think it was really an evolution and, you know, we did have to make some changes to our roadmap and really reevaluate what were the products that we were going to focus on for this year. We had to reevaluate a lot of our marketing, but I think that ultimately we've landed in a really good place and ended up making a lot of the right decisions throughout this year to really help couples who were kind of going through that process of thinking about, oh, maybe... Maybe I can just postpone one month to thinking, oh, I need to postpone to 2021, you know? Yeah, definitely. Well, I have to applaud you guys for moving so quickly because, I mean, weddings are happening. You guys are experiencing couples having weddings probably, you know, every, I mean, definitely every week. Uh, I was going to say every day, but I don't know too many couples that get married on like a Wednesday, non-pandemic times, of course. But, you know, I, I do applaud you for having to pivot so quickly and changing things to to empathize with, with couples during this time. So thank you. Cause I'm one of those. And I felt that from your team. Yeah. So. I'm glad to hear that you felt that. I'm glad to hear that the changes that we made were well received by our community. That's the most important thing. So that's wonderful to hear. Yeah. What would you say are some of the biggest challenges that Zola's had to face in 2020? I would say that one of the biggest challenges is just working remotely. We are a company where we have an amazing culture. And I think that figuring out how that culture lives in a remote world has been challenging for us and for every company, for sure. I think that the team has done a really great job. You know, I just got a holiday card in the mail. We have deliveries of cupcakes and things that have been sent out to the whole company. We have our all company event coming up in about two weeks from now, which is usually the high point of the year where everyone who works all across the country gets flown in and we all get to see each other. So I think that there are just a lot of innate challenges that everyone who's been working remotely has faced the past year. And again, I'm really proud of how Zola has faced those challenges, but it hasn't been easy. Yeah, I know. It's definitely been challenging. And I'm curious to hear how you're like all like with everybody coming in typically, you know, together, how that will work remotely. Um, we're going to have, instead of having an all-day event, where usually we do fly in everyone, so we actually have three offices. We have an office in New York, which is our headquarters. We have an office in Charlottesville. Then we have an office in Montreal. Oh, nice. Yeah. And this year, we'll just be doing a four-day virtual event where it'll be uh, four themed days, but about two or three hours a day because there's a huge amount of Zoom fatigue. Yeah. But we're going to be bringing in really fun speakers like real wedding vendors are coming in to talk to us 
and other people from the industry. So I think that it'll be a great learning opportunity every year. I really look forward to hearing about trends in the wedding industry and trends in technology um, and how we can look forward to what's coming in the year ahead. Yeah. I would be so curious to hear what type of trends people are predicting now that this pandemic has you know, happened. I'm sure they're their trends have shifted more, probably more digitally in some way, shape, or form. Yes. Well, I'll have to let you know. <laughs> yes. Keep me posted. Round two of this interview. <laughs> <laughs> have you guys seen an impact on your business with postponed weddings? Yeah. I mean, yes, for sure. I think that every business has been impacted by this. I think one of the benefits of Zola is that weddings really have not been canceled because of the pandemic. People are still getting married just at a later date. And, you know, registry is core to our business and guests still do want to give wedding gifts. So we are in a very resilient business where every single year for you know, definitely as long as we've both been alive, over 2 million couples have gotten married every year. And so in 2020, I'm sure that probably 2 million couples didn't get married, but 2 million couples wanted to get married and they're still going to get married. So the impact on our business is really not, it's not a complete impact. It's more of a delay. And I think that there is hope at the end of the tunnel. And I am looking forward to hopefully, you know, maybe later in 2021, Um, seeing a burst of weddings, a burst of safe weddings where where people can safely gather. Also have been just really impressed by all the creativity and ways that people have, you know, just downsized their guest list and figured out ways to get married during this, this very crazy time and still use Ola for all of their needs. Definitely. Are there any testimonials you could share from any resilient brides and couples where you've seen them have to pivot their strategy entirely? Yeah. I mean, we do have a Facebook community, which I definitely encourage everyone to join. We have over 12,000 couples in there. And I think that that community has just really honestly thrived during this time because it is, it is people who are all just supporting each other as they make decisions. People who are like, you know, sending each other pictures of different white jumpsuits and being like, which one do you like A, B, or C? I love it. And then the community chooses for them. And that's amazing. I think that in our community and even among our own employees, there've been several people who have, you know, eloped or had virtual ceremonies. One of our, uh, somebody I work with who's an engineer on our team, his wife does communications for opera singers. And so they had a beautiful virtual ceremony through Zola where they had all these amazing musicians who, you know, were unfortunately in a tough spot also because of COVID play for their wedding. Wow. And it was just amazing. So I think that people have been really creative in using their resources to have beautiful events. That's so cool. I know. And yeah, you know, I feel like the rule book too of 2020 and 2021 weddings is out the out the door, right? You know, there's no more boxes to check off and you can make it what you want. And I love the creativity that I am seeing from couples. Make it their own and make it special still for them as because, you know, this year has been so wonky. So yeah. And I think that a little bit of that like etiquette out the window is here to stay. 
And I think that that's good. I think that couples, you know, weddings are supposed to be about the couple. They're also about the guests and they're also about the vendors and, and they're about family and joining families, but they're really about the two people getting married. And so I think in some way this has really given couples permission to do what they want to do. And I think that that's a wonderful thing. Yeah, I agree. Are there any resources that you would recommend to couples right now as you know different stages of what they're going through, whether it's, I have a wedding in May and I still don't know what I should do if I should postpone or so forth to, okay, I've, you know, I'm now planning a micro wedding. Do you have different types of resources? Yeah. Well, on Zola, we have our expert advice column. So it's basically our blog. If you go to Zola and you see it says advice, if you click there, there's a lot of articles. We have an entire team of writers who who write and and usually they write in response to the questions that we get through our customer service team. So I think that's a great resource. But I would also tell couples just to speak to their wedding vendors. I think that their wedding vendors are like a, really the front lines of what's going on, where they are. And everything with COVID is like, it's a national situation, but it's also very local. And the rules are very local in a lot of ways. So I think that making sure that their vendors can advise them and feel really comfortable with the plans that they're deciding on is probably the best way to go and, and the first the first people to ask. Yeah, great, great call because just from my experience of interviewing different brides here in California and I imagine New York, we're under pretty strict regulations. Yeah. But, you know, somebody I interviewed, a photographer I interviewed in the Midwest, it's just a little bit different over there. So I would agree the vendors will definitely know all that's going on. Yeah. Uh, you know, and they'll and they'll know yes, they'll they'll know what's up in in that neighborhood, in that area. And you know, I think that everyone the most important thing is that, you know, weddings are important, but really health and safety of, you know, yourselves as a couple and also your family and loved ones is just as important. It is more important. So, you know, I would definitely put that first. Yeah, definitely. Before I get to my last question, is there anything else that you would want couples to know about just as your your team has experienced this 2020, that it would be a good resource or whatever. Is there anything you would want to share? Instagram and TikTok are great places to blow off steam. For the <laughs> lo- <laughs> so, so go there and talk to your friends who actually will get it and who will feel your pain and just be like, girl, here's a glass of wine <laughs> virtually. Yes. That's my recommendation. <laughs> It's a great recommendation. All right. So you kind of touched upon this a little bit, but I, I still love to just ask this as the final question is, you know, the wedding industry prior to the pandemic was big. People were spending a lot of money. Again, everyone, fo- not everyone, but a lot of couples were focused around the big party, just, you know, and I'm just curious how you think this pandemic is changing the wedding industry moving forward. Um. Yeah, I mean, I think one thing that it has been interesting to see is that a lot of wedding budgets are not necessarily changing. People are not necessarily spending less money just because they are downsizing their wedding. They're just really focusing on what they want for their wedding 
I think the 2020 has been a year where we've all been tested and we have had to stay strong in our values. And I think that you will see that reflected in weddings for quite some time. So I think that moving forward, couples really just want to have a wedding that truly reflects their love and who they are as a couple and who they are becoming, you know, as, as a married team. I feel like it's like you could read my mind because that was our focus. The moment we made it a micro wedding, I mean, budget wise, yeah, it may be gone down a little bit, but it was, you know, we still want to make sure it was a special experience. For yeah, it's still your day. It's still your day. Totally. It doesn't matter if there were 10 people or a hundred people. It's still your day. Yeah. Still your day. And then as you mentioned, cultural traditions, I mean, that was a huge thing for Julian and I. And we also wanted to make sure that we could create our own traditions that day. And so we thought long and hard of how we can make this super special that honestly, we probably wouldn't have done with 150 people there watching us during our ceremony. Yeah. I think that that's really nice and something that even, you know, even though I know you had to change your plans and I, I know that wedding planning might have been more stressful than you anticipated. I hope that you know, like those memories really bring you a lot of joy no matter what. So I hope that couples can can really bring that to their weddings going forward and that it doesn't just end this year. Yeah, I agree. Well, Emily, this was such a pleasure. Thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed it. Yay. Lovely. Thank you for listening. I'm your host, Emily Lewis. Follow me on social media at Bride to Have Been and please send me or DM me your COVID wedding stories if you're interested in being featured on the podcast. Bride to Have Been is brought to you by GiftPod and produced by StudioPod. Edits were made by Notolab. Special thanks to Gary Oakland for providing this track. Subscribe, rate, and share with your fellow brides. 